This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 22. Worried about Dansby? Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy uh, happy spring break. You and I are uh, out of the home office today. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to believe we, we finally made it. This is the last weekend of spring training baseball and and by the middle of next week we're talking about opening day opening day what number 20 what for you three 23 here we go 23 in, in 23 and tw- 23 how about that huh yeah there you go be year easy to keep rhino. track of year <laughs> of the rhino that was one of our past uh, that was one of our past uh, episodes so the cubs have played four times since we last got together carly yeah you, you, we had the final split squad game on friday um, the split squads weren't that great for the Cubs. You know, they finished one, four and one when they had to play two games in a day, they had a four game winning streak entering the day and they were able to get that streak up to five games by beating the Rangers five to three. Marcus Stroman took the mound for his final start of the spring before being given the ball for opening day. How about Stroh between, you know, what just, a game, what a know, performance. You're looking at what he did uh, in spring, and you look what he did in the World Baseball Classic, and he looks ready, man. 5.2 innings pitch. He's given up. He gave up five hits, one run, one walk, and five Ks. So this is uh, a little bit about what Stroh had to say about his uh, final start. So good. So good. I felt like I got pretty good working. Threw my slider. My slider felt probably the best it's felt all spring, which was kind of an adjustment. Got the West Nesky. He got me locked in. Done one thing just that and make sure I picked his brain there. So yeah, he, he definitely helped lock me in on my slider. He definitely feels better going in. My sinker feels great. Getting back, obviously throwing with Jan, who I, who I think will probably be catching the opening day. Just we had a great feel, so just feel really confident going into opening day this year. You talked about it the other day, but just how excited are you for taking that ball in the opener at Wrigley? And- yeah, I'm excited. Obviously the, the energy of Wrigley's opening day is always so I love those atmospheres. I love that that energy. So I'm excited. I'm excited to go out there and perform in front of that home crowd, which I truly believe is the best in the league. So um, can't wait to get around those fans and, and compete for them. Now, the interesting thing about that clip, if you heard it, he was getting slider advice from Hayden Wesniski. Yeah. And it I wasn't thought that's what I heard him say. <laughs> right. And and, and I, I love that about Stro is that. You know, look, there's a lot of things about Stroh. He's, he's a controversial character. He said, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, you know, sometimes he doesn't hold back much and, and he's very open. 
But he said, I think it should always be like that. It should always be very collaborative. I'm never too prideful to learn. And obviously when a guy's having success or doing things at a high level, you can always take little tidbits away from him, uh, how he goes about things. So yeah, I think we're always sharing information. So I thought that was pretty cool that he was getting slider advice because nobody's thrown a better slider than Hayden Wesniski this spring. No, absolutely nobody. Absolutely. We got more Hayden news as we uh, go through this thing. Right. And, and I don't know if you remember, but you remember you Darvish. He was always very curious and asking questions. I remember uh, he had that, uh, what was that pitch that Craig Kimbrell, uh, the knuckle curve that Craig Kimbrell used to throw. And you Darvish would ask him, what's your grip? How does it look? And a couple times you threw it in a game. So I, I love that, that kind of camaraderie and talking about pitch grips and seeing if you can try something new or improve what you got. Now, besides Stroh, Javier Saad came in fresh off his incredible stint with the WBC and Team Mexico. He pitched three innings. He gave up two runs on five hits, four Ks, and one walk. He ran into some bad luck. There was a dribbler that was too slow to turn a double play, a bunt single. He was pulled from the inning. Cam Sanders came in and gave up a single that scored a run before Sanders got the final out. You know spring training has those weird rules, so Assad was able to come back out in the ninth and finish, finish the game the next inning. Um, but I'm I don't get, I don't get that one. I, I don't I don't understand that. Uh, I think it's 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 like okay, you want to get the work in, but if the pinch count gets too high or you're throwing a lot of high stress pitches, take them out, let somebody come in, and then come back in fresh. So I think yeah. that was the key there. But uh, right. offensively, Hosmer was two for four with an RBI. Gomes was one for two with an RBI. But the story of this game was Luis Vasquez, a minor leaguer for the Cubs who played for Tennessee and Iowa last season. He's not known for his bat. He's more of a glove guy. But he went two for three with three RBIs, a double, and a massive two-run uh, blast that cleared the berm. I watched that. And, I mean, I just think about where I sit in spring training, and, and, and he just cleared all of that right onto the concourse. So that was pretty incredible, I thought. You know, just that's the thing about these weird late spring training games. All the top stud prospects, they're all kind of back in minor league camp, but you'll have some of these guys that'll come in and have a game like uh, Vasquez did. So that was fun. Yeah, cool to see. No doubt about that. Now, the winning streak ended in the second game of the split squad against the Guardians. Uh, we talked about the positive outing last time out. Adrian Sampson keeping the ball in the yard, but uh, it didn't happen this game. He goes five innings, gave up seven hits, one walks, four Ks, three runs, all on solo home runs. So that's 17.2 innings for Samson, giving up an astonishing 11 home runs. So that's, that kind uh, of – That's too many. That's too many. Yep, didn't happen. Uh, Manrod took over in the six. He couldn't get out of the inning. He faced seven batters, gave up four singles. He hit Gabriel Arias, gave up a ground out, and he struck out one batter. So like we talked about, we hoped Samson had figured something out in his previous start, but he didn't. On offense, the Cubs had seven hits, but 14 strikeouts. But Edwin Rios continues to rake with an RBI double, and they scored on uh, Luis Torrance RBI double. Tucker Barnhart had an RBI sack fly, but that was it for the scoring. But that's, that's the strikeout things we've talked about this a few times, Dustin. There's been a few games where you're talking about 11, 12, 14 strikeouts. It just makes you a little bit nervous. A little bit. You know, we have to. I, I, I gotta stay. I gotta stay positive, Crawley. As you said when we started this interview, a podcast interview, podcast today, we're right around the corner. The opening day is here, and we're going to talk about Dansby Swanson, talk about some other guys. But right now, I am staying glass half full. I am staying positive. I can't wait for them to get out on the field and make a statement against those Brewers the uh, first weekend here at Wrigley Field. Absolutely. And on Saturday, the Cubs traveled to Tempe Diablo to take on the Angels. 
Roenis Elias, fresh off his stint with Cuba in the WBC, took the mound. He went 3.2 innings. He gave up six hit, two runs, two walks, and five Ks. There's no doubt that Elias is one of those guys that's just going to be, um, in case of emergency break glass, he's going to be starting the season with Iowa. Offensively, who would have thought that Jan Gomes would have more home runs than Wilson Contreras this spring? Uh, Wilson doesn't even have one yet, and I think Jan has like four or five. He continues to slug the ball. He had a two-run home run. Patrick Wisdom hit a monster solo home run, and Christopher Morrell hit two doubles, uh, driving in one run. And Dustin, I think on the last podcast, you talked a little bit about um, how difficult of a decision they're going to have to make with, with, with Morrell and what he's doing. And, and so to me, I take a look at you, Darvish. I mean, not you, Darvish. I take a look at what Morrell's been doing and just saying to myself, man, this guy, you know, you thought you could count him out, but he is just pushing and he's making David Ross make a difficult decision or Jed Hoyer. Right. It's going um, to be right at the end, I think. That's going to be a toughie. Yep. Right. This is what Ross had to say on Morrell. This comes from Jordan Bastion at MLB Bastion. He brings that intangible of like a real power threat, balancing swing and miss versus contact and how that bench roll suits him is something that we're all trying to work through and what kind of roster implications of everything is. So he's not making it easy. And that's what you love to see is that it would be easy for Morrell to just figure, oh, I'm going to Iowa or whatever. But no, that guy's out there playing. He's playing his heart out and, and he's, he's doing phenomenal. Unfortunately, the Cubs bullpen uh, gave up the lead in that game versus the Angels. But it's one of those things that, you know, you look at the guys that were giving up runs and it wasn't anything that you're like, okay, these are guys that I'm really concerned about in the long run that are going to be immediately up with the Cubs. So they gave up runs in, you know, you had Bailey Horn giving up a run. You had Luke, uh, Brandon Little giving up a run, Denise Correa. And then, uh, you had uh, Euchert giving up a few runs. So it wasn't like anything like I, I was panic about. You know what I mean? Like guys you're expecting to start the re- the season, you know. If, yeah. Kane, if Kane Euchert gives up three runs, you're not worried about it. No, you can you can live with that because he's not going to be he's not going to be at Wrigley Field on opening day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And on Sunday, today, when we're recording, Justin, I've talked to all the podcast listeners Club 400 still has some tickets left for the baseball's back party starting starting Justin Steele. Um, you know, read the tea leaves all you want. To me, it looks like Justin Steele is going to be the number two starter for the Cubs, uh, you know, taking the ball after Stroman. Uh, he, he, uh, he went today six innings. He gave up four hits, zero runs, one walk, and six Ks. Very so nice. Just, Very nice. Impressive spring, impressive spring for Steele. I thought he just had a really. I liked how he looked this spring, and 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 excited to see how he thrives in the role that he has. I'm expecting big things. Um, Patrick Wisdom hit his third home run of the spring today. Dansby Swanson with his first, a two-run blast, and Cody Bellinger has hit his third home run. Uh, Dansby's also made some highlight reel defensive plays today. So. Uh, they're playing this game, and right now it's 5 nothing Cubs at the end of eighth as we speak, as we're talking right now. So 
Hopefully the bullpen can hold on, but again, either way, you're not really too worried about it. Perfect time for Swanson to get hit into the groove, right? Perfect time for him to, to, to start seeing it a little bit. Perfect time for him to get his confidence going. He is right on schedule. And, and we talked about Keegan Thompson and, you know, concerned about his velocity, but, you know, he pitched another inning today, he gave up one hit, but his ERA is still zero. So, you know, let's see how it goes. Mark Leiter Jr., who we've talked about again with a strikeout, another scoreless inning, his ERA is 129 on the spring. So those are guys I'm very curious next time we talk on the podcast what kind of roster moves are made. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, by that time, we will have the official the official roster. And again, to me, the, the biggest one is going to be what 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 are they going to do with uh, our guy Christopher Morrell? That's going to be the biggest. To me, that's going to be the biggest question. Uh, a couple of different things that we we heard about today: um, some roster moves. The Cubs reduced the spring training roster to 39 players on Saturday. So we talked about Adrian Sampson that he needed to keep the ball in the yard. He didn't. He was optioned to Triple A, which was kind of what we figured. And then right-hander Vinny Natolo, who they picked up in this offseason, he was assigned to minor league camp. But, you know, having to make cuts, we're down to 39 players. You know, there's a lot of names that we're wondering about that we're going to see who's going to be on that roster come uh, Tuesday when they leave Mesa. Uh, David Ross officially announced that Hayden Wisniewski will be the fifth starter. We knew that, right, Worst kept, Worst kept secret out of spring training, Crowley. <laughs> worst kept secret out of spring training. Easily the best best pitcher of the spring. He started five games. He pitched 17 runs, gave up 13 hits, six runs, four of them earned. But of those four earned runs, three of them came off the bat of J.D. Martinez. So six walks to 22 strikeouts with an ERA of 2-12. So they asked him about it afterwards. And, you know, I, I, we saw this last year with Ethan Roberts, and we've seen it with a couple other guys. He was very emotional. His parents were in town to watch him pitch. And finding out and being able to tell his parents, he was, you know, just kind of lost for words. And so congratulations to Hayden. He 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 busted his butt. He did everything he needed to do. And when you take a look, I, I, I know there were people that were critical of that trade for Scott Efros for Hayden Wesniski. Uh, I don't hear those people talking really loud. Right now. <laughs> They've been muted, Crowley. They've been muted. As far as the injury report is concerned right now. Um, a little bit of concern, Dustin, about Nico Horner. He was scratched from Saturday's start against the Angel with a left bicep tightness. Cub just said they were being cautious. I looked today; he's one for four. You know, one one. Uh, so he, he so that's good. But you know, you just Nico's going to have to be. You, you know, Dansby's going one one. What do you think? One fifty five. Uh, one fifty eight. One fifty eight. Okay. So, you know, that's the thing about Nico is he has had injury history in the past, hoping that he can stay healthy. Um, it's smart of the Cubs to be cautious. Glad he was able to be there today. Seiya Suzuki also on Saturday was on field one taking BP. Uh, just, just so people are aware, like field one is the most prominent field. Like if you are just going down to spring training just to kind of, you know, check things out, you can see field one. You have no access to the players, but you can watch everything that's going on. So, a lot of times if you're trying to kind of like hide a player or something, you put them in field two. You also have the backfields that you can kind of, you know, field two is probably the best if you want to kind of tuck someone away or something. That's the one that's probably least accessible to the fans. But he was on field one taking BP, and there was video of him hitting a home run. So, you know, keeping our fingers crossed that Seiya continues to progress, um, continues to do a good job and, and get back sooner rather than later. 
Um, one more story that, that came out, Dustin, is, is the Chicago Cubs, they did a valuation of the what what the spring of what each major league team is worth do you have any idea of what the cubs are worth right now as far as i do i do i i do 4.1 billion dollars 4.1 billion dollars so that's an eight percent change from 2022 and they're valued at 3.8 and so i thought it was interesting and this is how it kind of breaks down the the as far for the Cubs, the market, the city and market size, $1.897 billion, so 46% of the valuation. The stadium's worth $1.144 billion, 27.9. The sport, the revenue sharing that they get with all of the 30 other, 29 other teams, $544 million, And the brand is about $515 million, okay? So, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, you know, I don't know if that includes all the real estate that the Ricketts own because they own... Oh, it's got it's got to include a lot of what's around Wrigley Field. I would think. I mean, not all of it, but some of it. I, I would think, because I think it all kind of goes together. Well, see, it says stadium, it says market, it says brand, but I don't see anything about about like I said when you talk about the uh, the, the hotel, the hotel yeah. Zachary, and they own all that land where you have Big Star and Smoke Daddies and uh, uh, what is the other one? The Whiskey Bar, Mordecai's. Um, so I don't know if it includes all that. And there's other land that they own too. But you think about this. The Ricketts family bought the Cubs in 2009, Dustin, for $400 million. It's now worth $4 billion. That's a pretty damn good return on investment. Yeah, I think uh, I think they invested uh, Papa Ricketts' uh, money pretty, pretty well. There is no doubt about that. 